TNTM The Show presents Comicast 413. Sponsored by Twin Sons Comics and Gaming, Age of Comics, and Game of Thrones. With your host, Pablo Gunner, and I'm here to talk nerdy to you about the comics that came out for the week of December 4th, 2019, that I read. Here at Talk Nerd to Me, for comics we have our own grade scale. It is Strong Buy, that's Strong Art, Strong Writing. Buy, Solid Art, Solid Writing, not the strongest. Weak Buy, there's something weak about it. Only buy it if you have the extra money. Strong Skim, I strongly suggest you skim it. Skim, it's weak on writing and art, so it's just worth a skim. Weak Skim, only skim it if you have a lot of extra time on your hands. Then Pass is Pass. Also, I'll be using terms such as B-Bow, Runner Up, Contender, Bebow is the best book of the week, and then of course the runner-up is the runner-up to the Bebow, and then contender is, I'll say, hey, this is a contender, and that means contender for runner-up and or Bebow. Okay, so also, spoiler alert, I am reviewing these comics, so there will be at least minor spoilers, perhaps some more than others, but just so you are forewarned. These books have been out for over a year, so I can't imagine I'm really spoiling it too much for anybody. So anyways, I am going to go ahead and dive into it. Starting with the Titan Comics stuff, I have Minions Paella number 2. It is Renaud Cullen that does the art, and it's written by Stéphane Lapousse. Which, this is essentially a silent comic, but... It, I imagine as a writer, would require a lot of description as to what you want the panels to be and look like. And so it is essentially just the minions and their shenanigans throughout different random things like this camping with this random dude. It's uh, There's a castaway um, version, them like discovering bananas or something. Uh, them doing limbo, uh, them sent out to go hunt a duck, uh, them as waiters or cooks or something, waiters I want to say, another one at a museum, well, I guess two of them at a museum, museum, two different instances, a hot tub, a Christmas tree, there's a Christmas where they are going to look for Christmas trees, bad Santa, Jumping out of planes, uh, Aloha, Hawaii, fire, football, jukebox, ice cream, Lady Liberty, milk, casino, and construction man. So they're all, you know, they're they're cute, they're funny, they're adorable. It's tough for me because I wouldn't buy it for myself because it's not for me. I am not sure what kids would think of it though. I'm curious because kids are the ones that really like minions and yet at the same time what they're doing in these pictures take a certain amount of thought to realize what exactly they're doing. So that being said, it's like would little kids get it? Like to what age do you have to be to for, you know, the readership uh, to get those jokes, to get all of them? Uh, like I said, I wouldn't buy it. I don't even know for kids like how well it would go. Um, so I'm I'm really not sure. It's definitely worth a strong skim at the least. 
Now on to Sherlock, A Scandal in Belgravia, number one. This one is interesting because it's a manga. And it, it shows, it tells you how to read it. I've read manga, I know how to read manga. And yet, the way that it was set up, because you're, you're also supposed to read it from backwards, right? So you're not just reading it right to left, you're also reading it from back to front instead. And I did that, and it was confusing. I also did it the opposite, still confusing. So it was confusing regardless which way I read it. So I got some of it, which is Sherlock and Watson. And Watson's essentially interviewing for interesting cases. And Sherlock is like scouting for these ones. And he's like, uh, well, go out and in, you know, go out and check and see for me. Like he wants them to just not just interview them, but also scout the the job like so they go to the location scout the location pretty much and be like okay is it interesting there and he's just like listening over the phone and stuff so i got some of it but not the entirety of it uh it's enjoyable because it is essentially just more sherlock if you like sherlock especially the version that is uh benedict cumberbatch and bilbo baggins uh, from from the Hobbit movie, I forget his name, but yeah, like if you like them, they get the look and the tone and the feel of that correctly. So if you're into that, this is totally for you, and I feel like it's probably gonna be a strong buy. I still dug it despite the confusingness. I still liked it because it was confusing. I can't give it a strong buy, but I would say it's still worth a buy. Okay, we're going to take a quick commercial break to talk about one of our sponsors, which is Age of Comics, located at 3700 Osuna Road, Northeast, Suite 513, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, zip code 87109. You can also check them out online at their website at ageofcomics.shop, or give them a call at 505-884-1776. They are a comic book store, collectible store, toy store, and they're usually open, I believe, from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I want to say the time is usually 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. That is what it is. As well as, uh, right now I think they are allowed to have a small amount of people in the shop. Uh, they, they are also, if you're not comfortable with that, you can also do uh, curbside where they'll just bring out the comics to you. And you can shuffle through them there in your vehicle or whatever. That's what I did before they were allowed people in. Uh, personally, I'd rather go in just to check out what's on the shelf. And it's just, a, I, I don't know, I just, for me, comic book shopping is best that way. If you know what you want specifically, you can call them, tell them, message them, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. And tell them, hey, this is what I want, this is what I'm looking for, put it in my box, you know. And, and then just show up and be like, hey, I'm here, you'll get it, boom, done, you know, if there's nothing else you want. So they're, they're really great guys. I, I actually hadn't been there in months, and I thought I was going to have a lot more comics than I did, but something, they did something in the comic book industry when everyone went on quarantine, they also stopped making comics altogether. And I thought personally like, oh, I, you could still make digital comics and then just re-release them in physical form when 
it reopens and people can go to the shops similar to the movies where they're like oh yeah release them on these streaming services but then re-release them for the theaters you're still going to make money because people love the theater experience same way that people love the physical copies experience of issues i honestly bought copies digitally and then was like i want the physical copies of these so that's exactly what i did and i was able to do that through them and order plenty more stuff through them and i didn't have as much stuff as i thought uh which is kind of sad because they halted so much stuff it just slowed the timeline of releasing things too so uh still they're great guys they were really cool and they're really awesome so make sure you check it, them out and their shop like i said at any the social medias all right let's get back to books starting with mighty morphin power rangers teenage mutant ninja turtles number one written by ryan parrott illustrated by simone bimeo colors by walter bayamante with color assistance by Igor Monti, letters by Ed Dukeshire. So uh, it starts off with the Power Rangers. They're fighting a monster. They do one of their things to take them out. Then you have the turtles, which looked really odd at first. I, I'll be honest, the turtles were slightly off-putting to me as to how they looked. Over time, I felt like I was like was okay with it or warmed up to it but at first it was just kind of odd anyways they're going up against this the foot and one of the foot soldiers handles raf pretty well and i didn't recognize who he was and then they reveal who he is and they the power rangers they're all talking about how tommy has been missing and he went to new york and then Karai has a talk uh, with the newest foot soldier that was able to take down Raph. And they reveal who it was. And then the turtles, they get onto what the foot are doing. And they take them on. And then one of the... Uh, one of, and then uh, one of the rangers show up. And then the rest of the rangers show up. So it becomes this big thing, you know, this uh, face-off Turtles versus Power Rangers uh, with Shredder, you know, in the background. With So I, I, I was highly anticipating this book and maybe I overhyped it for myself a little too much. And I've even thought about it myself to be like, well, how are they going to mash these two worlds together? Personally, I wouldn't have gone about it the way that they did, which is to say that Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers exist in the same universe, which is Angel Grove and New York City. They exist in the same world. You can easily travel from one to the other. To me, that doesn't make sense. I don't really like that. For one, one is IDW and one is Boom Studios. So that, to me, doesn't make sense whatsoever. I mean, even when you think about... I mean, they had a crossover with Ninja Turtles, had a crossover with Ghostbusters. That was a different universe. They both take place in New York, though, but they're different universes. I, and, and to me, that makes less sense considering that they are both IDW books. But regardless, to me, this doesn't really make sense that they exist in the same world. That bothered me. The Also, the way that they introduced Tommy as 
like his reasoning in this book didn't gel with me. It didn't make sense to me. I I've thought of other ways, especially now that I'm writing a lot and I'm I'm writing my own manga, comics, books, you know, novels, whatever. That I'm going. This could have been handled a little bit better. Where it would have it would have been more true to the character, more smoothly done. The way that it's done, I just feel like it wasn't as good as it could have been. And same with when it comes to visuals. Visually, the Power Rangers stuff looks phenomenal. Overall, it looks pretty, really solid. But like I said, there was something about the way that the turtles looked that was just off-putting. It just seemed off. So those were my issues with it. That being said, it's not a bad book. I just think that it wasn't as strong as it could have been. It's not the strongest, right? And so that being said, hey, I still enjoy it. I'm still glad I picked up the issue. I'm still glad I bought it. And I hope that it gets better. But as is, the best I can give it is a buy. Moving on to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder in Hell number five. And this is Art and Story by Mateus Santoluoco. And this is the this is the final thing. It's it gets really kind of I mean it's really epic. And reading it in trade, because I actually read this and I got the trade as well, and I read it as a trade first. And I read all the way up because it'd been a while since I read it. So I was like, I'm just gonna read it as a trade. And it was phenomenal. As an issue, I mean, it's the conclusion. It's really epic. But at the same time, it's kind of meta. It's it's very, I don't want to say convoluted, but confusing at times. And I really didn't know what was happening. Like, there are things that were happening and I was like, man, all this stuff is awesome and all this stuff is epic. You have this dragon and then this shredder and they're facing off, you know. And it's freaking epic, and it's awesome. And it's essentially Shredder fighting for his soul, for his own freedom. You have Kitsune that she loves Shredder. She actually fell in love with Shredder. And so she kind of doesn't want his soul consumed by the dragon and wants him to be his own person, but would rather have, I think it's her father, the dragon, back instead. And it's just one of those things where it ends up as Shredder going, this is my destiny, I'm going to do both. I'm going to try to reclaim my soul and the dragon at the same time. And that's what he tries to do. And I think that's what the conclusion is. And so it was pretty, it was pretty epic. It looks awesome, it looks phenomenal, and it's really crazy. And it strongly ties into the Ninja Turtles book, into... TMNT 100. So this is another one where I go, it was beautiful and it was awesome and it looks epic and it just looks awesome as hell and there's no denying it. But like I said, there's moments where it's confusing. It's a little meta and I just wasn't exactly sure of the consequences. I, in fact, I wasn't really sure of the consequences of this book until I read TMNT 100 and then I was like, Oh, okay. That's what the results of Shredder and Hell were. That's what the conclusion meant because it wasn't clear to me in this book. So that being said, once again, not the strongest close. Like as far as art goes, definitely the strongest. 
but this guy was doing the art and the you know writing storytelling together so he it was all on him to make that happen through writing and art there are just some things that just just needed minor tweaks a little minor clarification that's all and and that's what that's why it's a buy instead of a strong buy so that's it for this week uh i guess i'll go ahead and say that the best book of the week was because they have there's so many there's there's the, the few books that came out this week the ones that i read were weaker than usual not weaker than usual but they just did not live up to expectations i suppose and i i guess that's kind of on me but i'm gonna have to say that mmpr slash tmnt1 will be my runner up and then tmnt shredder and hell 5 will be my back and bag of the week so tell me what you think of these books or any other books any other comics or anything nerdy talk nerdy to me on facebook twitter instagram tumblr youtube gmail hotmail whatever you prefer it's all at tntm the show and keep your eyes on me for comics Thank you for listening.